Hi, everyone. This is Aisha and Julia. Welcome to Meet Me at the Bookstore, a podcast dedicated to all things bookish. We really should just start having a conversation. I know. We- but that's just like an additional 20 minutes of stuff for us to edit out. I know it's, it's not worth it, but we'll figure it out, you know. Yeah. But no, another episode on taboo topics. Yeah. I think this is one that you, you wanted to go more in depth in, so... Yeah, I'm just. I mean, should I should I mention what it's about for the for the first time? I we're gonna so. talk. We're gonna mention it before we go into other things. We're talking about book censorship, book banning, etc. And I guess that's. I, I mean, there's like different levels of book banning, right? There's just like some parents can be really strict, and then obviously at the national, global level, governments ban books as well. But I think it's always interested me because my own parents never really care. I mean, my parents aren't. I, I don't think they're big readers personally. I think we've kind of talked about this. And because of that, they've like never, ever been interested in what I've read. I think maybe because like my parents didn't really censor my books either, but I think they just weren't aware about it. Oh my God. I remember picking up this book series from Jubeer with my mom. Oh my, my dad like came up. I was like, okay, what books did you get? And I remember being like embarrassed because <laughs> I need to reread this series because it was such a cheesy chiclet series. Yeah. I, it was the first book is Made States and Inflatable Bras. Yeah, yeah. And my dad was just like, like I feel like okay, I read whatever. that. I was going to oh say God. that's I such mean, a memory. Hiding book titles from like your friend. Obviously, they yes. would buy it as when you're a kid. But then, so I'd like, not like hide it because you can't really do much, but put it in the middle of all the other books. Yeah, but yeah. I, like I read that whole series through middle school. And I remember when I was in water sense and my grandmother one time and I picked up a book that was like about mates the mate state series yeah. and it was I guess like a glossary of sorts and looking through it, my grandma was like oh let me see it and the page she happens to flip onto oh, no. is titled sex <laughs> and she was just like oh, sex she and like slammed it and like made me leave the store no really yes, I keep getting that book but I think I think it's That's also because so she's like a grandmother be like what yeah. the fuck do I do with like a That's 14 year old really looking funny. at this that's, actually, I mean, that's not even that young 14 right I mean I see I feel like my I have like no idea of what's appropriate anymore someone on Twitter was like what was the first adult book you read as a child and I was like does Sophie Kinsella's yeah, OG Sophie books Kinsella. count because we were like we were literally we 11 yeah 11 12 I think that's so funny I still remember what a time but um I mean so that said like yeah exactly I would just get any books I wanted and I mean because those books they're just I mean no books are marketed as having spice right they just happen to have mm-hmm. some in there or mature content back whatever. in the day back in the day now it's like because of now TikTok, it's a big thing like, oh, yeah. spicy talk or whatever just so funny yeah the, how things have changed but yeah before it's like you didn't have any ideas so it's like I didn't know I wasn't I wasn't looking for that kind of thing I was just I would just like to say 50 shades of gray I got the whole series when I was in India and I picked up the first book okay Nowhere does it say this is about BDSM or anything. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, this is some romance story. I'm a hopeless romantic. Let's read it. And I was like, what the fuck did I read? But of course, I read the rest of the series because I was like, what happens to the two of them? I'm so curious. Oh, you and read it? Is I, it good? I've I, never read it. 
we will talk about this in I think our next episode on fan fiction. Okay. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, guys. Um, I just wanted to know what happened to the relationship. Do they get back together? Do they not? But obviously, I, I don't know if my mom knew about. It. I think my mom is just also my parents are just clueless. So that's part of the yeah. reason why right. they didn't censor books for us. Yeah. But I think my mom realized after the fact when the movies were coming out what it was about, and, and then she, she was like, "Didn't you have those books?" Me, <laughs> oh my god, she threw me under the bus because it was like us two having lunch with her our friend and. This friend's like, oh yeah, my book club. We're reading Fifty Shades of Grey. My was like, oh, I just read that. And this auntie was like, oh, what do you think about it? And I was like, uh, how dare so you funny. ask me this question that's at like so 17, funny. 18 years old? But yeah, going back to censorship, I think for the two of us, it's like our parents just didn't like didn't care, or we're just like not aware of yeah books that might have had mature content. Exactly, um, but, but also they trusted up, us. They were like, exactly, I think they, they trusted, trusted us enough. Yeah, and we ended up all right. And the thing is, because I never felt restricted in what I read, I think it just made me more curious in general, like reading about any mm-hmm. subject under the sun and continuing to love reading to this day and being curious about all subjects. As someone who likes to learn, you know, I just, I, I just have always found the idea of censorship very odd honestly so yeah that's why that's why I wanted to talk about it it's an interesting it's interesting topic to think about and there's many different levels let's uh get into our current reads before we get into the actual conversation I'm gonna go before you to talk about my current read because you I think have some fun stuff that you're like saving so after a busy week of moving unpacking finally managed to have some time to read so I've started The Secret History by Donna Tartt I saw this all over Bookstagram. Got it last Christmas, I think. I was like, let's wait for the fall because I think this is like very fall vibes. Um, I said this to you earlier. This is over 600 pages. Like, what the fuck? I didn't realize it was (laughs) so long either. I was like, this is maybe 300. And then as I was like flipping through, I was like, 600? I think all books are 300. I just, because I think think the average book is around 300 pages. So I just think all books are that long. Yeah, so I hit like over 100 pages yesterday, but the chapters are also so freaking long. I like to like do two chapters and then do something else, but uh, only two chapters in, I'm doomed. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to try and hit 200, maybe 300 pages before I start my fantasy read, which will be um, House of Sky and Breath, which is a sequel to Crescent City. Mostly because I know I will bulldoze through that book and I need to try and get through this a bit more. The 600 page baby beast that doesn't look like a beast. That's but so I'm what at. are your thoughts? I'm, I, I want to know because I love the secret history. I like the prologue. Mm-hmm. Um, I was briefly talking to a friend from high school actually because she saw me post on Instagram that I was reading. And we both agreed the prologue did a really good job of you being like, wait what because Mm -hmm. the synopsis on the book and even goodreads doesn't even tell you that much of what it's about Mm -hmm. i don't know i think it's just very vague so i was like okay what is this so i'm intrigued so far but only two chapters in right um so we'll see where it goes like i'm I'm curious because the prologue i guess is more like say not even precedent but the whole story is like leading up to the prologue and then i guess after that so yeah just trying to like figure out these different personalities Mm -hmm. um yeah, the character. I think the characters in that book are really great. And then also just in general, I think one of the great parts of that book is that it's so atmospheric. I mean, you have, mm-hmm. you know, this little liberal arts college and like, I think it takes place in like what fall, winter for the most part. Yeah, right? yeah no, it's cool. I, 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 I should read it again. Honestly, I just um, I don't remember too much, but I do know that I really, really liked it. 
Good to know. What about you? I've been reading the Akatar series, and I am happy to say that I have finally finished it. I just finished Woo-hoo. A Court of Silver Flames the other day, and wow. <laughs> What do you mean by wow? Okay, because I remember, I don't think we recorded this, but I remember telling you a little bit about this, I think two books ago where I was like, Nesta is horrible. I can't believe she's going to have a whole book. What's the book going to be about? Like, how could she possibly be redeemed? Blah, blah, blah. And I think you were like, just wait. And I was like, sure. But I think that it was probably one of my favorite ones. Really? Yeah, I do think that she made Nesta a bit too horrible to Feyre, like in their in the beginning of their lives. But I really liked Nesta's books. I thought it was really, I thought it was more realistic. And I think that really, yeah, I don't know. I like related. I mean, I I think there's some things that like were still very unrelatable about Nesta. I just really liked how she had this like huge thing to overcome, and like that whole book was about her I... overcoming it. So when Danielle and I were like, not arguments, but we get in a bit of a, we had lots of disagreement about it because my thing is this, it's like, I don't love Nesta after that book. I like her, but I won't love her because I still don't understand how she could have been so horrible to like one sister, but father, I will never get it. And I know. That's what I mean. Like, I think Sarah J Maas made her too mean in the beginning. Like, I don't really understand why. It didn't make sense at all. And like, people are like oh well you never understand like the older sibling thing and I was like no I don't understand people treating like people like shit for no reason like yeah. I get you she has trauma I absolutely get it but Feyre had no did nothing she yeah no, exactly. did nothing for that I think she made her way too um, mean to Feyre um it, it, it was just like illogical one of the things I didn't like about Akasif was just that Nesta's story I thought it was gonna be three books it's not believable that she was able to re- be redeemed or have a redemption arc, I think, in one whole book. Uh, that should have been that should have been like stretched over to at least two books, I think. What do you think? I mean, there was so much. much. I mean, the book. book was so long. I think that I actually think that maybe the end of her redemption was a little rushed. I think I mean, honestly, I think she was so horrible for so long. I think maybe she could have shortened that a little bit, like made her started making her redeemable earlier on in the books, or at least just not so intensely unlikable um two things you should look into the extra chapters on tumblr they could that sjm wrote or that someone else wrote that she that she wrote oh they just so they're like maybe in an exclusive edition okay you can't get but it's basically all right this is one of the uh, contentious arguments many in the actor world okay do you think asriel is better with elaine or with gwen do you think it, it should be Gwynreal or Elreal? Okay, I think it should be Gwynreal because, okay, I'm sorry, Elaine has zero yeah, personality. Elaine has zero personality. Her her personality's gardening. This is also another contentious thing where people are like, how can you say Elaine is boring, but we don't get anything from Asriel? And I'm like, look. No, we get something and then, from Asriel. And this, is, and this is where people will be like, oh, it's internalized misogyny. And I actually got into it with someone a bit where I was like, listen this is my this is my argument here and they're like okay I guess it makes sense but I was like not everyone has freaking internalized misogyny like I do see more from Azra like what he gifted Nesta hit like his smaller actions you see yeah. that you don't see as much with, with more like all all like the things he feels his backstory I mean we just get more it's not internalized misogyny it's the, I mean the fact is we obviously SJM wrote more about him 
than she has about Elaine. And you can be like, I'm not saying like, oh, quiet characters are boring because yes, they're both quiet. You know, there's nothing wrong with being quiet. But I think one thing that I found so annoying about Elaine is that first of all, she like couldn't get over that human guy that she was engaged with who sounds like an absolute asshat ew and then she's so mean to lucian who's just trying to be nice he's like trying his best not to yeah. be you know, a creepy stalker but that's what she's... gets me when people be like, oh well lucian feels entitled to her i'm like no the woman he thought the fake he thought was his mate was it and he was just shocked that this is his mate and yeah. all i would ask for is elaine just to be polite to him yeah, just so, i'm not saying you get you have to like be right, best maybe friends be or, like, like each other just be cordial that's be all cordial. I ask yeah, cordial. Yeah, she's like really she's really not nice to him in my opinion and then also I'm sorry I think she was just a little too weak as well like just you know what else going back to maybe a couple books ago I don't know if this is like spoilers but she's the one who killed you know who not Nesta and everyone's like oh Nesta killed him no Nesta drove the sword in deeper but it was Elaine who killed mm-hmm. him if I remember correctly but that aside she's she comes off as extremely weak like her sisters are obsessed with caring about her it's actually kind of weird I'm like you need to leave that girl alone to be honest yeah she like, has no just one... been smothered I think too yeah, much yeah. Well, honestly uh, not her fault that she's been smothered she has some very smothering sisters what a smothering family to be honest but <laughs> she is just too weak and I yeah I don't know if, is she gonna have a book I'd be I'd be interested to see how that plays well. out she will but I mm. mean Sarah J Mass did a good job at the series so it's like she could really write a book on anybody on this series right. I'll be like I'll read it oh absolutely I'll do it yeah, like, we're we were talking go. about Spice I was like yeah. wait for okay, this yes. book because <laughs> this is gotta talk about that part of the book spicy it is spicy it is it is spicy but yeah there's some good spice in there <laughs> Like I told you, this book is like spicy books in my porn. That spice was so much better than like anything else in the other books. I was like, I don't need to ever. I told you. I I I don't. Nah, it's okay. I literally told you this. And then I was like, wow, I've never had an original thought either. (laughs) Okay, I think we need to maybe just do a whole episode dedicate, like a bonus episode, maybe. Let's release some bonus content on us just talking about Akatar series or whatnot. I would love to make a bonus episode and just go in on Akatar yeah. because I have I love to talk about I mean we've already talked about it too much right now unfortunately but I kind of do still want to talk about Nesta because I mean to be honest there is a lot to unpack and like so for our book screen we did two reviews for the book because there was just so much we wanted oh, to talk about yeah. I think and I think Part one was just more about her relationship with, say, Cassian, mm-hmm. Reese, her sisters, mm-hmm. and all that. And yeah. the other one was about her Valkyrie friendship. Valkyrie. Yeah, I um, love that. Because, like, that's a whole different thing you need to unpack as well. Yeah, no, um, I was inspired. So I did really appreciate getting into Nesta's head and really understanding how horrible she felt. Because I think that, I, I mean, I also think that, like, her trauma was more realistic than Feyre's absolute lack of trauma because Feyre's also been through a lot like I understand everyone's psychologically different and is able to deal with things in different ways I just thought that Feyre was too perfect and then Nesta obviously is like still girl couldn't read though or write yeah and see she still bagged resand so yeah <laughs> well I mean it's like because it's somehow made so who knows how that works Okay, wait. Thoughts on Eris because I need a redemption arc on him. Both Dan oh, and yeah, I are obsessed I... with Eris. Like he, ooh, if she did not have Cassian, I'd be like, take Eris next wait, because really? 
Eris, oh my god, but there is more to this man that I mean, we do not know. There's, there's, there's so, so much, much more. You know there's something between there's him more. and more. And we no, are eating frozen. No. I think there's more stuff. You know what I thought? I thought Emery and more were going to be a thing. Well, I mean, the book series isn't over, so. No. I mean, but what do you think? That was my wink, wink, nudge, nudge. The series isn't over. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, well. I think she she's setting up a lot of things. She's right? setting up a lot of things. But yeah, no, I, Azriel and Gwen. I really like Azriel. Oh, my God. Azriel. You know what? <laughs> Just... Maybe this is a sign to stop. <laughs> enough, enough, Akatar. Let's, yeah, let's get into the, this episode topic. Yes, back into the meat of this episode. So, banned books. I think we mentioned this earlier. We wanted to do another series for taboo topics, and Julia was the one who wanted to focus more on censorship of books, more so with a bit more focus on younger readers, as it was discussed in our intro a bit. <laughs> it's an interesting topic, and as you said, even though my idea was to focus on younger readers. It's obviously a wider issue. And I think I sometimes personally forget that so many books throughout history have been banned and that book banning Mm -hmm. is still a big issue and a contentious topic today in many countries, probably especially the US. I mean, we can only really talk to this more so, say, compared to other countries in the world because... Yes, but one can imagine that governments... Yeah banned yeah. books so let's just talk a bit about <laughs> books that were banned in the past so yeah, yeah i guess some like, big ones a shock that you know throughout history books have been banned but i did a bit of research internet-based research and these are ones that were banned pretty much in the u.s mm-hmm. um a lot of these are notable ones so right. fahrenheit 451 clockwork orange diary of anne frank catcher in the rye to kill a mockingbird lolita song of solomon Literally, there's so many more books, like I'm not going to sit here and list them mm-hmm. out, but it's just very interesting how these books now, or like even when we were growing up, were deemed classics. And right. some of these you did read in high school, but at some point in time, they were deemed inappropriate in the US. It's just... Mm-hmm. And still are and, a bit iffy now. I mean, I think yeah. some of them maybe are more obvious than others. Like for example, The Diary of Anne Frank. I remember, I mean, I think we talked about this. I really appreciated reading that in middle school. I, I don't know why that would be, that should be banned. It's because I think in the original copy, there are some entries in her diary of her talking about an interest in another girl. Her dad basically edited some <gasps> of that stuff out. So there, no. there, that's part of, I think that's part think, of it. That's but also That makes me so take, sad because I didn't even know that, but I feel like people read that would have been so great for people to read about for young, especially like middle schoolers and high schoolers. I mean, as we're going to get into, I mean, I think we can mention it now. A lot of the reasons why books are banned revolve around racism, sex, and then just general morality, what people think is right. Maybe like vulgarity, because language. And I think that it's crazy that just like an innocent young girl talking about crush would be deemed so vulgar by people i mean that's like see that i really don't understand i mean not that i understand a lot of these but then there are some where i think what the color purple isn't that like very sexually graphic i haven't read a lot of these i think there's conversations about sex right. i think there might oh, be bad. sexual assault in it i'm not entirely sure mm. i've not read it right but I mean, Lolita it is, just... is also very sexually um explicit yeah. i think we've mentioned yeah. It's like, I can't understand why they've been banned, but I can understand why people might be talking about it. 
but not Anne Frank. But I think we also have to, I mean, I didn't list it down, but it's it could also very well depend what states they were banned in. Oh, of course. In the US, course. right? I mean, that's, I mean um, I think that's the interesting thing behind when you look at book banning. It's very, I mean, it's very political. It's a way to, it's a way for the government who have infiltrated the minds of people to like to control to control us and I, I think it's absolutely ridiculous but I also think it's interesting especially in the states because I think racism here has like a very different context than in other countries I mean obviously racism in all countries have different contexts but books have been banned for both sides that is to say white people and black people being up in arms about a book and i think for example in to kill a mockingbird it's been banned for or people have wanted to ban it for multiple reasons but i think some reasons include like white savior-esque moments and then use of the n-word and things like that we kind of talked about it we kind of talked about reverse racism but i think it's interesting because it's something that happens it's realistic and like yes it's not wonderful to read about but And like, I understand like, yes, this might influence some really annoying people to be worse, right? Maybe, but you know, those people are going to be like that anyways. I think that you can't erase history. It's something that is realistic. And I think it's more important to encourage people to read with a discerning eye and to form their own opinions about what they read instead of banning a book, you know? Mm -hmm. I found this site that was talking about books, I think between like 2015 to 2020. Mm -hmm that for whatever reason were like on a banned book list for schools and a lot of them I was like I don't get it Mm -hmm. Um, but I'll just share the more notable ones and then we can go into it so the Harry Potter series are the first one the Handmaid's Tale the Kite Runner the Perks of Being a Wallflower and surprisingly the Hunger Games so let's unpack that a bit yeah Um, I know it's like Harry Potter back in fifth grade Mr. Squire is my teacher literally this i don't think it's gonna find me but this conservative texan man was literally hating on kids who read this and like i read this i was like he was just like i don't even remember he was just like it's not a classic it's not gonna be a classic in years to come and i was like okay but like i'm an 11 year old why are you picking a fight with me i'm like did he read them but the thing is if my parents are okay with me reading this who the fuck are you exactly. to tell me yes. to censor what I'm reading when my, in my household yeah. they don't give a flying fuck and they're the ones buying me this right book. so it's like people are infringing each other's I, I want to talk about that when we when we unpack more but I, so that's a very good point but going back to Harry Potter I actually remember I had a friend and she was like my mom doesn't want me reading these books because of witchcraft and she said it very Hold normally. Like, I don't think she was upset or anything. She was just like, yeah, there's witchcraft. We don't read these books. And I was like, what? <laughs> it's just interesting that what people give power to, it's like, okay, you're scared of witchcraft. Does that mean you think it's real? Like, I would love it's for funny, I mean, right? is it. Is it real? Is it fucking real? Because where the fuck is my letter? I'm pissed that I'm a muggle then. I know. Okay. Really- is it really real? Like, I was watching Practical Magic yesterday, and this guy was like, curses are only real. They only hold power if you believe in them. Right. That's and, the whole like, thing. That's like the whole thing. It's like, of course, I would love magic witchcraft to be real. And it's like, it could very well be like, you're giving it too much power. Like, I don't think the witchcraft in Harry Potter is real, right? Like, but it's also funny. And then, but I guess it's the idea that like, oh, you shouldn't be, um, you shouldn't be uh, encouraged by these ideas or, but then it's like, are you going to shut down imagination? I mean, this is, I mean, this is a wider problem that we, uh, we I'm not, I'm not going to go into the the problems of the church right now, but I just, it's it just so frustrating because it's, you're not letting people dream and be imaginative and 
have that kind of freedom and I think it's crazy and ridiculous yeah <laughs> on these summer books like Handmaid's Tale I haven't read it but I think the reasoning one of the reasonings is vulgar and sexual and it's like yeah let's be real, the real based reason. on historical stuff yeah. like and, 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 and current calling event. out yeah. yeah no I know but I'm, I'm just saying like it's like very uh relevant and the oh. real the real reason why people are scared is because people are going to realize the parallels and then rebel against it and that's what they don't want it the thing is like whenever a book is banned you know I mean not every single time obviously there's like different reasons for why but when people are up in arms against it you know it's like because there's something in that book that is gonna make people think a different way than them right it's because they're scared yeah, like that's why I say Hunger Games is on that list. It's because of people questioning their government and wanting <laughs> to overthrow and install something. I, I'm pretty sure that's what not it is. That's it's why like it there's was nothing. Banned. There's nothing sexual that happens. Nothing. It's not really vulgar. Like, I mean, but that's it is violent. for like a lot of dystopian books, though. Like a lot of dystopian yeah. books, as we've talked about, have young kids overthrowing government. But see, this is what, this is what I love about books. It's like we need to read books about overthrowing government. Okay. <laughs> to the FBI agent looking at my camera. Hey, look, I'm, we don't I'm have not any even, plans for that right I'm now, not just so. talking about the U.S. government. That's not. <laughs> um, um, okay, okay. being a wallflower, I have no idea why that would ban. So I, I, mean, there, I read there, it a long time ago. There's sexual assault in it. Oh. There but is the thing, like, um, suicidal thoughts lives. in it. I mean, have you read the – you haven't read The Kite Runner, right? haven't girl what are you doing no i know i don't know what i'm doing so there's there like some graphic content i'll leave it at that i won't okay. say stressful i think but it got this book is like a hard one okay to be fair i would not read that in middle school that is a high school read okay just because like that book destroyed me and i would not want like a 13 year i would like a 13 year old to avoid that like wait till you're 15 and then get that but yeah so those are the more notable ones in recent years why don't we talk about like why groups of people institutions feel the need to censor books yeah let's get into that i mean i think maybe is do you think that there's ever a reason for a book to be banned i mean again it's i think it was what we were saying like parents schools politicians they're scared Mm-hmm. that this book has so much power like you said it, it could change the mind of people of like to question the status yeah. quo and, that's the and they don't reading. like that yeah. but it's funny to me because i mean i agree that's obviously why they're scared but it's like that's what reading is for that's what books are for it is to books give people the power to imagine a different way of life um there are many books that challenge the status quo in so many different ways and it's just like why those books you know it's almost I mean, it's because they're very, very well known, but it's, I mean, in one way, it's a futile attempt because all books kind of have these themes. I mean, I think that, you know, the people who want to ban books are not probably the most avid book readers or lovers of literature, but if only they knew that most books probably have those themes. I mean, and, and again, I think, I think like that's part of the answer. I think the other part is that like there probably is inappropriate content or mature content that we were I think talking about. It's like okay to read, but right. but then I, I do banned. understand there there are there are some ages where it's like you probably could wait like a year or two to get to it. Like it's fine, and this is maybe more of like sexual stuff or like more mature content was like mm-hmm. sexual graphic. But I think it's like how parents schools politicians have gone about it where they're like no you cannot do it and it's like no for you make people want to do it you have to like think about it differently be like you know maybe wait a bit or whatever think about i don't know, like movie ratings there was like universal g 12 15 r i'm not saying but do, do that you think books, there should be ratings like, for books but then I mean, that just i think if there's ratings for books there it's gonna make younger kids 
want to read like R-rated books. Whereas these days, it's like as I as I mentioned, because you don't usually know how much mature content a book has. Like it's. I not mean, I think books should have trigger warnings. I think they should have they trigger warnings for sure. You know, it's but also I think like just put it in the just put it in the genres. But I think what it comes down to how I think politicians, parents, schools go about like censoring it versus like giving a ban versus like dissuade a bit. But I think it's like where they place the blame. I think that is the problem as well because, and we'll talk about this later. But I feel like they always like blame the author for this book, and it's like you're the parent. Like if you don't want your kid to read it, that's on you. That's right. not on the government to control who can access this book or not. If you as a parent, like you're responsible for your child till they're 18. That's your job. Look after them. I say that with air quotes. If you're so concerned with them reading a book that mm-hmm. has some graphic content in it. But then I mean, I think that's, I mean, I think that's like a difficult thing. Cause it's like, I, that's why the parents are trying so hard at like school boards and everything. But going back a little more talking about who's to blame, or I mean, not really, but kind of, these books have already been published. I feel like if you'd think that if the issue in these books were so contentious, they wouldn't have been published. And obviously that's a whole nother issue. But as I mentioned, the fact is these books have been published. And for books for younger kids, I mean, those have been reviewed so many, so many times and deemed appropriate that it's interesting that after all that, you know, after the whole thing and it's been published and, and all, then people still find issue I mean you'd think that it'd be fine after that you know there's just always something for people to complain about I think and when it comes down to like politicians I mean love to control everything and I think you might have alluded to this if not like it's in our notes a lot of the issues in the U.S. are racism or sexuality like we've seen in this country this is gonna look political people if you don't want to listen to our liberal thoughts then wait for the next episode I don't know but you know, as we've seen in this country with how the government has to control women's bodies, mm-hmm. it's like, well, why would they not go on to books to inanimate objects that they can do it with right. living people, right? Yeah, like, why that's would I not way do to it? control us yeah. too? That's you're controlling yeah. our minds, right? When you ban books, yeah. I mean, that's what I believe. When you decide that it's okay to ban a book, you are deciding it's okay to control people's minds. Very openly, you're saying that. And to me, banning books just serves to fuel ignorance and even na- naivete. I think, look, to be honest, I think that kids should to an extent, understand what's going on in the world and what has gone on in history. And we don't need to ban books that are realistic and show a dark side of history that people sometimes want to hide. Yeah, I just, to me, there's never a good reason to ban a book. And like you said, if anything, parents, maybe if they're so inclined, can suggest a child to wait. But I still find it hard to believe that for the most part, children would be so interested in such a mature book. Because even I, I know when I was younger, when I did read bigger books and some classics that maybe had more mature themes, I wouldn't really understand what I was reading or I'd just give up because I'd be like, ah, this book's too thick or I don't don't really get it. I don't really care. You know, so I just, that's just my opinion. Well, I think also the thing is with time, we've become more open about things that talk about Anne Frank, right? Mm -hmm. How her dad cut out part of her talking about an interesting girl, a crush on a girl, where that was considered at that time, apparently taboo for him to want yeah, to have that in the world that but family. now it's just like we welcome these things we welcome right. having conversations about lgbtq conversations right but for some people for whatever reason in the u.s that is unacceptable to them and i think that's part of also the censorship fine like 
you might have ignored stuff about sexual content you wouldn't mm-hmm. have paid attention and like some people might very well do the same thing with lgbtq conversations as well in books but it's just kids could question it and then parents yeah. don't want to answer that want, i think as they well don't want they, they, they want they want to erase that stuff yeah you know? they and erase i think it. that's part of it and yeah. that's that's terrifying like you can't erase things like that you know um i also wanted to bring up this point because i thought it was wild from the articles we've read it almost feels like we're seeing the surge in book banning and so I kind of looked into it and there's this quote from a New York Times article that says and I think it was published earlier this year so earlier in 2022 but it said that the American Library Association said that in a preliminary report it received an unprecedented 330 reports of book challenges each of which can include multiple books it's wild to think that in this day and age, we think that we are a progressive society, but we're seeing even more book bans or uh, motions to ban books. I guess it's not at a government level, but at the school level. I still think that's wild. I think this is a good segue, actually, to one of the topics I wanted to bring up for like a recent news situation on banning books. So I live in the state of Virginia, which is such a hilarious state because where I'm from in Northern Virginia, we keep the state blue, but the rest of the state is pretty red. And apparently, I don't even know what county in Virginia, but some Virginia local government representatives were trying to ban two books, Gender Queen. I have not read that, but maybe I'll look into it now. And more notably, A Court of Mist and Fury, the second book in the Actar series. And I just thought this is hilarious because, wow, this is a book I've read recently. Like, why are they trying to ban it? And the situation is they were trying to ban bookstores from selling this to kids or like independent booksellers because of its sexual content. I'm going to focus on Akamuth. Okay. I have something to quickly add. I feel I read the article. Maybe I'm remembering it incorrectly, but did he, the the politician who wanted to ban it, did he also, or maybe instead suggest having rating stickers on it? I feel like that's what he okay. suggested. No, I don't think so. Let me look this up again. Because this went to like, a, this went to the court and all and like the court shut it down. Mr. Anderson. So the, I suppose this is the state legislator said that they were not asking the court to ban the books, but to carve out an exception to the obscenity law so that it could be used to restrict the ability of minors to purchase the books. He suggested doing this by creating a rating system for books similar to those developed for movies. Um, But do you think he did this after the discussion of everyone be like, how dare you like, what a silly thing to do? Because it definitely started out with them with him complaining about it. Right, right, right. Yes. This is how they go about trying to still keep to their agenda. Basically putting the blame on booksellers for selling this to kids. And yeah. this is not the bookseller's job of who they're selling a book to. This is a parent's job. If you don't want your kids reading it, like parents can't be coming to politicians and say, ban this book. If you're unhappy your child's reading this, then don't give them the money to buy the books. If you're so up yeah, in arms so. about it, it's not the store clerk's job. They're there just to work for the store. It's funny because they're saying under, I mean, I guess under 16. Was Akamov that graphic for like, I imagine. Like, like, that's, that's, that's when there was a lot of sexual content in that book. I guess there is. Akatar, the first one, is in a YA section, but Ak- starting from Akamov, it gets to the adult section. That's probably why. To be honest, I, mean, I think that's either, a mistake. Either way, I don't know why they did that. Either way, this is not on a bookseller. That's not on the bookstore's job to tell kids you can't buy that right that's on a parent if you don't want your kids reading that book yeah right? for how it's marketed that is on 
Bloomsbury because it's yeah. Sarah J. Mass works with Bloomsbury. But I think a lot of books start out getting marketed as YA, thinking that's an easier market than adult books, even though I think we've come to say that there are a lot of people who do read adult books. I, I don't know for whatever reason why, but YA is easier. Which but I like think that it is. I think it's very difficult to break in. I don't, know. I don't know. We don't work in publishing, but I did see if it was still in Virginia, but a female legislative person at some forum was just like, okay, if we want to ban these books because of sexual content and appropriate content, then we should be banning the Bible. And she was quoting mm-hmm. a bunch of lines from the Bible that are quite colorful. Right. And like trying to make a point that how can you be absolutely okay with the Bible being in the school right, or in a, a library where kids, young kids, right, right. who are under 16 have access to this and I thought that was just a great like way of honing in on the point but of course no one will listen to that because like god forbid right do something against the bible yeah because everyone everyone has to follow the the bible it's like where do you draw the line like once you and that's my problem once you start banning books or saying something's inappropriate where do you draw the line of what's inappropriate and what's not and then I guess the second thing I've wondered is that if a 15-year-old child reads this book, like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Like, they're already, I mean, I'm sorry, they're definitely already exposed to similar ideas on the internet with their friends. I mean, I'm not saying it's good or bad, but I'm saying that it's not unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what's going to happen, right? And the thing is, I mean, I feel like, you know, the, the 15-year-old kid who's going to read that is some, like, nerd who just likes fairies, you know? it's And they're just reading it because it's fantasy. Y- you know what I mean? It's like... I'm obviously giving people the benefit of the doubt being like, I, I read books in innocence, like, but like, what's the worst that's going to happen because of that, you know? It's like literally for politicians, it's like the fear of the unknown or like yeah. they have to, th- and like, and fine, it's I also get needing it. to control like, people, but like, like it's, a, it's a way to yeah. control. Yes, maybe we can end this conversation about Akatar, about, I mean, about Akamuf asking would you so they're saying that 16 over it's okay 16 under that's the issue would you let your 14 15 year old kid read the Akatar series I'd honestly wait till 15 just like after Akasif like think about Akasif I know right? I know what I mean and that's why I think it's an interesting and like and that's where it's like I wouldn't want to ban I, I would just be like I will let you read it I just want you to wait a bit but I think that's a thing that comes down to a household like that's a household's right. decision I'm fine, like, you as a parent telling your kid, like, we were talking about the witchcraft thing, like, I think it's weird, but, like, that's her parents' decision to say that, but, like, my parents might have a different, had a different thought, but, like, in my household, I'd be like, you could read it, I want you to wait, like, to this age, but there's a whole bunch of other books that you could read in that meantime that are also just as awesome, just, like, wait a little bit, you know? No, yeah, for sure. Because I think that's I, don't know nice why, I wouldn't want my kid like knowing that this is like the spicy stuff I want to read and it's Stop. Like, Man, like mm, don't say right? it like that don't say it like exactly. that I, yeah um, it's funny I do think that the crux of the Akamuf issue does have to do with the way it's been marketed and I just I don't know what SJM and her publishers were thinking when they like published this whole series but you can't I mean in my opinion you can't have the first book be YA and then be like so you can't read the rest of the books till till later like maybe you'll take three years to finish this one book I don't know but until then too bad you know I do find it weird though when I see the Akatar series in England though it's in the like young adult section but it's in the adult fantasy section here and I always get like irked when I see it in the YA because I'm like guys this is really not YA and this is like coming from someone who's read a lot of YA 
I don't but... even know if they picked it up. I don't even know if they'd want to continue reading though, because I don't even think I'd be interested because it's not, they're not super plot driven. And when you're younger, you want a very plot driven book and you need things to happen very fast. See, that's she, she like, that's what you want. Not everyone, yeah. not everyone no. wants that. Some kids think about like, really? we were just saying like, they're so there's so much access with internet and all that. I think there's just a lot of like sometimes overall sexualization of stuff mm-hmm. that I think kids might be like, yeah, I want to read it. Right. Yeah. I because, really, I think yeah. I, just because like we might not have had that doesn't mean that other no, kids that, sure, at that sure. age might be like that as well. No, they could just want to read it for the spice. And well, and that's why I think that we could never, you couldn't have a rating system on books because once you rate a book as R or spicy, kids mm-hmm. are going to read that and they're going to go out of their way to want to read that because they know it's like, ooh, there's something in there that I shouldn't read. But that said, I don't know if I would have personally enjoyed Agatar when I was younger because I mean, half the books is literally like me being like this character needs to go to therapy and that's (laughs) i would have been i just would have been reading on the bus and be like oh my god no one looked me reading at this or i'd just be like really awkward about it that's so funny do we want to wrap it up though yeah i do want to wrap it up i think i was gonna say i think it'd be nice to wrap it up on answering one last question do you think we've like gotten to not that i think we can get to like the the bottom of this issue in like a 30 minute podcast but are there any sides that we haven't really talked a lot about any bits that we haven't gone over well enough i just think politicians and like whoever should just stick out of someone else's business like like i said this already with young reader censorship it's up to the parents or the guardians to like basically i think handle like i don't agree yeah. on banning a book. I, I i yeah. i suggest i suggest like to say hey wait a bit that is my personal opinion but i i think the government needs to don't be fucking involved in my body you should not be involved in my household or what my kid reads for god's and sake and not my mind too i think yes i agree with that but coming back to parental guidance even though as we've talked about we potentially would be there to guide our kids on what they read which is not the experience that we had when i still think about it i think i think it's hard for me though because i really appreciate that even though it's probably done without even a thought like that my parents never cared what I read and I think that it would have made me really upset if I had even Mm -hmm. a parent trying to monitor what I read and I think that also similar to parents who are very strict in terms of partying and you know etc it just makes the kids lash out more in that respect I mean I don't know what you could do and I mean you just read the book they told you not to right I think it's an interesting issue and I don't know, you know, there's not like a, in that sense, you know, is it right for parents to censor books in their own home? I don't know if there's, um, I mean, there's not a right or wrong answer. Obviously it's each household to their own, but I just think it's interesting and that I don't think I would, but then it's like, what if you're, you have like some crazy kid, he starts reading like Mein Kampf in like not an ironic way. Like, I don't know, you know, these things are weird. Part of it's like, yeah, like how your parenting style is. Cause my mom was always like, I guess in her mind is like, I'm so cool. I do reverse psychology. Cause she's like, I'm not gonna say don't drink or don't do this. Cause yeah. that's what you'll want to do. Yeah. I think me saying like, oh, I'd wait for my kids to like read at a certain age. This is also with books I have read. By that time, if I have right, kids, right. there's only other books they could be interested in. And I'll be like, I don't even fucking know what this book is. Right. Let's read it together. And I'll be like, oh, <laughs> and then maybe. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, honestly, I'm, I'm saying this with books that I have read because I know about it. I'm not going to say don't read that because so-and-so said it's spicy. Like, yeah. I'll be like, right. right. I, I don't think I could ever do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, if I haven't read it, I don't have a foot to really stand on. Right. If I have, I've got plenty. I mean, I've got two, but yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, gosh, no, what, a, what an interesting conversation. I'm, I'm glad we've talked about this. I think censorship and banning of books is, I mean, it's something that has gone on forever since there have been books and it's something that will still go on. But I think it's important to talk about. I'm glad we've talked about it on here. Yeah, I want to give a, a guess, quick shout out to the American Library Association and I guess Amnesty International. There's a Banned Books Week where they kind of promote books that have been banned in the past, like celebrating freedom to read. It already passed. So next year, it's the first week of October. But I just think it's cool that libraries want to come together and be like, fuck this. Why are we censoring books? All right. Anti-censorship. We'll wrap this up. And yeah, and we'll leave you guys to... to um... Go read some banned books. Yeah. And also let us know what you think. I mean, as we said, like, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer to all the levels of book censorship that we've mentioned, but we would love to continue the conversation if you guys have thoughts. For now, we're going to sign off. All right. Bye. We want to thank you for joining us today and hope that you'll continue on this bookish journey with us. Don't forget to rate and follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.